so <coughs> we're, oh, that's brilliant. <laughs> we start recording, the first thing Craig does is, is cough. But that's why we don't edit. That's what's so good about I'm this smoke, podcast. I'm smoking a cigar. <laughs> the cigar didn't get to smoke. You got pork. pork cigar. I had a I had an e cigar which I was going to uh, sm- uh, fake smoke while I was drinking, but we was uh, sat inside drinking all the time, so that didn't happen. But anyway, enough about that. So this episode, wherever this audio is going to be, is us going through the last uh, few houses that we didn't cover in the last episode. So a couple more IPs. Um, we did Ash versus the Evil Dead. I absolutely loved um, the spirit in which this house was produced. I loved that it was a bit tongue-in-cheek. I loved that the you got to actually meet the Ash character, and if you were lucky enough, he would actually interact with you a little bit and give you a little bit of chit-chat, although he did have his pre-recorded audio dialogue to, um, to mine through. He... Yeah, I loved I loved everything about this house. I loved the little ending as you walk out and you're seeing that little thing that I won't say in case I spoil it for people. Right. I just Yeah, it was it was just a nice, good, fun house. Yeah, I mean I don't know what you know, this is my first Halloween my first proper Halloween horror night, so I don't know what it's like normally, but all the houses are obviously designed to just scare the bejeebus out of you as much as possible. Whilst there were scares in this house, and quite a few of them, this house seemed to be, as, as you kind of alluded to, a bit more tongue-in-cheek, a bit more fun, um, and therefore made it stand out, I think, more. There were scares, but it was it was funnier than any other house. Um, what, what was apparent with this house was... The queue line for this house two years ago, it was the Walking Dead house. Mm. And that, that queue line went to Barney's uh, backyard, Jamboree or whatever it's called. Mm. This time, that was the only... There was three houses now, or two houses definitely down that end in 2015, 2025. Mm. This time round, there was only the one house at that end of the park. Right. So it was isolated and if you remember rightly, it had a ten or fifteen minute wait. Yeah, yeah, and that was that was actually getting to the house. Yeah. It just seemed to go. It seemed to take forever to get to the house. It just seemed to be in the middle of nowhere compared to everything else. It's a bit of a shame. I mean, you was you were lucky with things like the hive and um, scarecrow because they were right on top of each other. But that house, it just seemed to take forever. Um, but no, I, I enjoyed that one. Um, then uh, there's also audio on this episode for Saw, which was the last house that we did in that first in that first wave. Um, you you didn't mind Saw, did you? Yeah, because I've never seen a Saw film, mm. so to me it was just torture chambers. Yeah, I I hated it. It was the house. It was the only house. I didn't want to go back to because I just didn't enjoy it. And it wasn't, it wasn't that it scared me. I mean, there is the last or no, it wasn't the last room. One of the rooms near the end does freak you out a little bit because there's lots of strobes and stuff. But, um, 
I didn't want to not go in it again for that reason. It was because I just didn't enjoy the visuals of the house because, yeah. you know, like I saw, it was just people being tortured. And um, there was no real... Um, nearly all the people in it were actually actors acting out, you know, their ribs are being ripped apart or they're being sawn in half or they're being electrocuted or whatever. It was all stuff like that. And they were really good at what they were doing, but I just found it absolutely unpleasant. Um, and just not, and for that reason, not scary, just, just horrible. And I just, I just didn't enjoy it. I don't enjoy the franchise. I like the first saw, um, of which that had a scene represented in it, but otherwise I just found it horrible and I just, didn't want to do it again just just not nice we did do it again we did all the houses twice um but yeah i just didn't i didn't enjoy that one um and also on this episode we uh, did the shining for the second time um and i think i enjoyed it more the second time i liked it the first time but yeah i think once i think the thing is once you when you do a house once you're you're getting used to everything and you've, you've got no idea what's coming up and you know, it's all new when you get to do it a second time, you've got that bit more, you're, you're more eager to look around, um, and try and spot a little bit more of the details and just think it was a really well done house. Um, yeah, it was beautiful. and you reckon it's more scary than the film, didn't you? So yeah, because that. the film is, I want to watch the film again. I want to give it another chance. Mm. It was more of a thriller than a horror. Yeah. There was very small... There was there was one death in the film. Well, maybe two if you count the, the main character. But, yeah, it was... Like I say, it was more thriller. Whereas they had to try and inject, a, obviously, a bit of scare in it. Otherwise, you're just walking through... You were walking through scenes from the film basically iconic scenes so here's Johnny you know and all that yeah um, and you had to try and work scares in and around scenes from the film so it was, it was hard for them to do I think they did a good job hard. I think they did a good job though because like you had the woman that was playing like um, Shelley Long you know kind of like coming out of almost nowhere with the baseball bat and it was scary not because it was scary, but just because it was unexpected. Um, and I thought the mask they had to get people to look like Jack Nicholson weren't too bad. When, uh, when you get, a, when you got, oh. a bit cl- I know we, we, to be fair, we're recording this after another podcast record. So we are tired. Um, I thought the Jack Nicholson masks were good for what they were. When you were close up to them, you could see they were masks, but from a distance, I thought they looked quite effective actually. Yeah, they were brilliant. You know? And, uh, yeah, and the twins, they were just creepy. The the effect I loved was when you walked in and it was the floating sofa, the the, the floating snow. It was obviously just foam and soap. But when you watch the the snow, because it's so cold and there's no air moving, the snow is just hanging in the air and you managed to recreate that scene perfectly. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I thought that was good as well. Um, so that was it that was it for the, the houses and the audio recorded for them um, on this episode as well we we did the Simpsons and we talked about how that made us feel um, and uh, what, what would you if if you had the chance to, to close it down tomorrow and replace it with something what would you what would you do 
when you say replace it, you mean swap out the screens again? Do whatever you want. That building's yours. Um, oh, I don't know, to be honest. I'd, I'd keep the building. And... Oh, it's... I don't know. I'd put Star Trek in or something. <laughs> yeah, that famous Universal IP. No, you're right. It's, it's, a, it's a weird space to fill, I suppose. But uh, maybe a bit of no, Well, unless they're going to do something... You see, when you say Universal franchise, like, although Universal make hundreds of films every year, how many franchises have they actually got? Yeah, that is worthy yeah. of a place in a theme park, and you you just keep going back to the classic monsters. The classic monsters need honouring in some way. Mm. For me, that the theme park needs a haunted house, and they have got all the greatest horror icons of the you know of the birth of film, basically. So, do you mean like? Um, like their version of the Haunted Mansion. But we with... could have an omni, an omni mover ride, and it could be the great movie ride type of inspired, inspirational type thing, with scenes from um, Frankenstein, Dracula, the original movies, the originals, not the remakes, the Dark Universe, the originals. Yeah, the, the and yeah. they. And you've got a bit of timeless, you know, even Spaceship Earth. If you turn Spaceship Earth into the history of the horror movie, the universal horror movie, and you're in one of them Omnimover vehicles and you're going through the scenes of Spaceship Earth, but it was all scenes from classic horror movies, but going through, again, going through the ages, so honour the early ones, but come right the way through up until the classic modern Universal Monsters, whoever they are, I don't know. Are you talk- are you talking about Spaceship Earth as in Epcot's golf ball? Yeah. Okay. 100%. Okay. Okay. Um, but that leads us nicely on to uh, another thing that we recorded that's in this episode, which is the Horror Makeup Show, which, of course, is there to celebrate Universal Monsters. And you know the, the history of of the makeup used throughout. I can't believe you've actually recorded the audio. I know you did, but I'd forgot that you had. <laughs> um, this this show that we seen that day, the two actors in it were riffing off each other. They went off topic. They ad libbed, unless it was extremely well rehearsed. It felt like no, ad-libbing. I think it was complete ad-lib, and it was brilliant. It was. I've always enjoyed that show anyway, but that is the best version of that that show I've seen. I've never seen an episode of that show that was so good. No, it was unbelievable. No, very very good. Um, and then the last thing was uh, the cat in the hat, of course. Yeah, which classic. Yeah, uh, if you say so. <laughs> but uh, if, if you put that in a Disney theme park everyone's queuing up it's the Peter Pan of Universal it's the Winnie the Pooh of Universal 
Um, it's the Little Mermaid of Universal. It's a story. Um, basically, it's a dark ride. It's a classic dark ride. Yeah. Whether whether it's a bit tired and need an update, I you know a, a repaint and a, a tidying up and a tightening up of the animatronics. Definitely, it does need that, but it's still a classic. Yeah, and it it needs to stay forever. That. Mm. Well, yeah, maybe maybe they can move that into that that show building where Simpsons is now, and they can just flatten Zeus Landing, make it something better. Sorry, Tracy. Universal After Dark, a Universal podcast that's not the same as all the others. So we are now walking to Ash vs. the Evil Dead. It says it's a 15 minute wait, so we've not actually used Express Pass on it because it seemed like a waste. And we're walking through the ETQ. So this is why it closed early. Next one, Amanda Holden. Yeah, Amanda Holden with all your stuff. So this must be why it closed. Jack. All day long, is that bloody tight pants on? Jimmy Fallon has got a lot to answer for. A lot to answer for. <laughs> the one thing that I, I will never comprehend is how far you have to walk to get to a house. Is this? I mean, was this, is this what it was like last time? But what is this backstage area? What are they doing here? Unless it, I suppose this must be Nintendo land. Yeah, so in there that's probably where they do dance routines and stuff. So we've gone past ET and round the back and there's some a bit of construction going on, but not not much. Nothing you can see. But you're in a proper backstage area, but <laughs> But honestly, you would not believe how far away from the start you've walked to... I would love to know by the end of the day how many miles you've walked. And I'd love to know how many of that was just getting into Halloween Horror Night houses. It's ridiculous how, uh, how far you've got to walk. I'm, not moaning, but like, it, it, I'm more impressed by the scale. I'm not Nine necessarily miles. moaning about it. Nine miles today. Wow. 
So we've been able to burn off those beers. That's 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 a good thing. Yeah. I know. Oh, we've got to try and see Academy of Villains at some point as well, haven't we? Yeah. That's supposed to be good. Uh, oh, I think we're coming up to now. Oh, okay. We've hit, hit a dead stop, so we must be getting to Ash now. Sounds pretty loud. Where the boneyard was. Yeah, the boneyard was where they had like loads of like film props and stuff that you could come and look at. We've got a bit of a wait, so uh, I'll join us back when we're at the house. My name is Ashwood. I'm here to save the world from you.
That's the that's the one house you, ha you really needed to know about the show to me to uh, like to get it because I've not watched the Shining, but I could go in there and spot some of the main bits of it and still enjoy it. But with that, it was good, but I think a lot of it was wasted. Yeah, probably. characters in that. I've seen in the face. I've only seen the first four episodes. Yeah. Oh, so, the house has cemented my love for the show. Right. I'm gonna make sure I get through the first two seasons when I get old. I'll ask more than that. On to the next one. Right. So we're now going to Saw. We tried to go into this a few hours ago and got nowhere fast. So this is our second attempt and now we've had to express pass it. Yeah. Last last house. Last house. Last, last house we for the first time. Yeah. Last house for the first time. So, I've got no expectations of this because I haven't seen any films. No, you haven't seen any films ever. Ever. A strange old night. Feel as busy as it is. Yeah, I, I know what you mean. I do know what you mean. I want to play a game. 
Let's go. Yeah. Uh, so the Grim Reapers are going past. We're going to let them pass. They don't touch us and kill us. Um, yeah, I don't like that. That was gruesome, that. Yeah. Uh, it, the, the, the thing is, that house is everything I hate about the Saw franchise. It's just gore and violence for the sake of gore and violence. 
it's just grim. It's absolutely grim. Nothing going for it. Um, yeah, not not a fan of that one at all. Wonder how it's been reviewed. But I, I definitely wasn't uh, wasn't a fan. I'm glad we expressed past it. I can't use it again tonight. Yeah. <laughs> right, so that's all the houses done. So now it's time for the re but re goes, I suppose. But uh, we'll catch you in a bit. As, as Craig would say, back to the studio. Amanda Holden. So we could not do the shining a second time. This is the first house to come back to. Second time. And we're feeding it now. Oh yeah. We hit the parks about half past eight this morning. We went back for a shit in the shave and a shower without a shave. So it's now half past 11 at night. So we've been here, uh, I'd say about 13, 14 hours in total. And barely stopped really. Been up 17 hours. Yeah. 17 hours. So you just asked me how I'm feeling. Yeah. I'm feeling tired, but I don't feel sleepy tired, but my body aches. My body needs to sleep. It's not like last night where I was actually like kind of going, I really kind of feel but my body is like, you've done a lot. We went, well, according to the, the Apple Watch, we've walked 12 miles, or coming, it's be up, or coming up to 12 miles, one or the other. We've walked a lot today. So, because of that, yeah, I'm tired. What about you? Do you same way or dad's on the yeah the thing is this is the only the first time we used the express pass but I don't know how many more houses we're going to hit we have you we've used the express about four times it four okay so, so I mean the thing is like you can't you know we've we may not have used it for its full potential but the idea was tonight to make sure we hit, we did all the houses, and we've done all the houses. So in that respect, it's been a success, whether we've used it for every house or not, it's still a success. But for anyone that's listening to this and thinking, do I need an express pass? I think we've been lucky tonight in that um, it seems to be a bit quieter than it was the first night we was here. Um, I would say if you do stay in the screen, which is what we did, we hit about two or three houses before the crowd's got in. Yeah. And we was only waiting about 10 minutes. So the thing is, if you've got to stay in the screen, say you knock out two or three houses in that time, then you're gonna do all the houses even if you have to wait, you know, 40 minutes for the other houses. So none of the, none of the, the houses tonight are above 30 minutes, are Not now. I think, I think a couple were a bit earlier on, but they're not now. So, I think, then we used one of the hot, I think the, the first one we used it on was the hive, and that was about 45 minutes. 
at the time, but none of them are that time now. I will also say I've seen less drunk people tonight. There's been a better crowd tonight, I think. Still my favourite bit more. Sometimes going in my pocket.
good answer. I think it's probably my favourite IP house, I think. Yeah, probably. But I've put all the uh, non-IP houses above it. All of them. All the originals, yeah. Yeah, I think it's a strong year for originals. Really. Now, I've got to be honest, um, I'm not really sure why I actually said it's a strong year for originals. Listener, it's time kind of for uh, my confession. So, um, when I when I took this trip on, when Craig first asked me to go, I knew that it was going to be um, Halloween Horror Nights. That was the reason why he was going. And I've mentioned on the podcast before that I'd been once before uh, with uh, my wife, and that uh, we'd only managed to go in one house because um, the first house scared her quite a lot, and the second house. Um, because she couldn't see in front of her because of all the um, the fog, um, she she said I can't go in. So we, we left and we didn't do any other houses. So my experience of Halloween Horror Nights hadn't been particularly good in that respect. And if I'm completely honest, um, the houses scared me a bit. We're not really used to this kind of thing in England. Um, and I think a bit of her fear rubbed off of me because of how upset she was. So. Um, you know, I knew when Craig asked me that um, that was going to be the main focus of the, the holiday. Um, and really, for me, what I wanted to do was see the parks and spend some time with a, a friend I didn't know all that well, um, but wanted to spend some time with. And Halloween Horror Nights was kind of a bolt-on for me. Um, so... It was something I was going to have to do. And I think if you hear the audio from the first time I went in The Shining to the last time that we recorded at The Shining, um, you, you might hear my, my, my change in, in tone. Because once I got the first few houses out of the way, I actually started to enjoy them a lot more than I thought I would do, actually. And I kind of went into this this experience thinking that I, I wasn't going to have a particularly great time at Halloween Horror Nights, but we might get some cracking audio. And I hope we have. Um, I mean, it did give a new catchphrase to me, which is, uh, no thank you, any time that somebody tried to scare me. Um, I wasn't planning a new catchphrase, but it seemed to have happened. Um, but I, I, I actually got to really enjoy the houses and, and the event itself. Um... And so I don't know. I don't really know why I said it's a strong year for IPs because I've got nothing to compare it to, really. Only what I've read in Chris's book and uh, what other people have told me. But regardless, whether or not it actually was a strong year for um, for you know IPs or original houses, um, I really enjoyed the event and I have a new affection for it, and I understand why. Halloween Horror Nights brings people back year after year after year. So, I'm, I was glad I did the trip anyway, and I, I would have said that had we not done Halloween Horror Nights. But being able to 
appreciate it and enjoy it with somebody like Craig. Um, yeah, it, it meant a lot. And uh, in a way, I'm gutted because for Craig, this was a, a one and done. You know, it was it was kind of now or never on this. Um, it was something that he was going to do this year and he wouldn't be doing again. Um, so I knew if I if I was to do it, that that would be it, and I really wanted to make it happen. And it was hard. I've had a, a very tough work year. I've had a a tough uh, personal year, um, and in some ways that made going a bit more sweeter. I think because uh, it gave me time to um, to look at at situations, circumstances, but also to be able to unwind a bit and and have some relaxation, if you can call spending 15 hours a day in theme parks as relaxing, um, you know, then, then so be it. Um, but nevertheless, um, if this was something I could do again, I absolutely would in a heartbeat. Now, at the same time, as much as I would repeat it, um, would I be able to? Probably not. Um, it, it's an expensive weekend. Um, no matter which way you slice or dice it. It is After Dark Podcast is sponsored by HHNUnofficial.com. But certainly, the home of Halloween Horror Nights news and rumors all year round. Find us on the web at www.hhnunofficial.com. So stop the fog machines and clear the cobwebs. It's time for another episode of the podcast that's nearly the same as all the others. I loved it. So thank you, Craig, for inviting me. Hi, this is Wendy Crater at Magical Journeys Travel. Just making a trip so goddamn Now on the flip side of that, some of the stuff you me. You don't want to be that guy that's stuck in the crowds waiting in the four-hour Pandora lines and being turned away at restaurants. Contact and me at, at www.magicaljourneys.com. Tell me you heard this ad at This After Dark to get $25 off your deposit. Best of all, there's no charge for my services. So Hakuna Matata, if you will. It really made me laugh, especially as he was between Halloween highlights and highlights. So they're memories that I'll always treasure as well. Um, but the only thing I don't really get and, now, and hopefully you can feel me in dear listener is um, going multiple times I mean we had tickets for Friday, Saturday and Sunday we we only got the one house on on a Friday because there was a power cut which we didn't actually mention on the podcast but there was a power cut to half the park so the queue to the houses um, because there were uh, I think four houses down um were ridiculous so we thought we'd just get an early night in um and kick off on a saturday um doing it on the the friday saturday and sunday was good in that we were able to do the houses uh multiple times um we did every house twice except for the fallen which we didn't enjoy that much the first time around and decided to go for a drink instead of going in it again so um so that was the only house we didn't do twice um but, uh, needless to say, we had fun doing them. But I don't think I'd want to go back multiple times, like week in, week out. Um, our Luke is, is doing it, 
and um, you do get we've bumped into some locals who had got like an annual pass to the event so they'll be going uh, a few times a week every week um, but I, I don't think going to do the, the same houses week after week is actually all that fun maybe I'm wrong I don't know but, but certainly for a weekend or for a few days during the event doing it is definitely worthwhile I thought it was a one and done kind of thing but I can see doing it more than once but I don't think more than two or three times would would uh, would be beneficial to me but that's just me um, but anyway um, I just wanted to add this little bit in at the end of that that was the last house we recorded any audio in um, we did the houses again on the Sunday we got some video footage with Luke who posted the video on our YouTube channel and you can see me and Craig and Luke and a couple of his friends and our reactions after some of the houses. And Luke also confirms uh, how Craig was in those houses, so it's not just me making it up. Um, but uh, but we had lots of fun with him. We had lots of fun at the event, and we hope you enjoyed listening to the audio of uh, the houses. Now, at, at this stage, there was a few other things that we recorded, including the horror makeup show which is uh, I think the, the last opening day attraction that's that's operating um, or certainly the oldest uh, attraction that's still going so um, we recorded the whole show for you so we're going to play that now um, hope you enjoy we now have to briefly interrupt the podcast to have a few words from our sponsors Hi, this is Wendy Prater at Magical Journeys Travel, proud sponsor of the Dis After Dark podcast. How can you be prepared for your next Disney vacation? By booking with me. You don't want to be that guy that's stuck in the crowds, waiting in the four-hour Pandora lines, and being turned away at restaurants. Contact me at WPMagicJourneys.com. Tell me you heard this ad at Dis After Dark to get $25 off your deposit. Best of all, there's no charge for my services, so Hakuna Matata, because you will... After Dark Podcast is sponsored by HHNUnofficial.com, the home of Halloween Horror Nights news and rumors all year round. Find us on the web at www.HHNUnofficial.com. So stop the fog machines and clear the cobwebs. It's time for another episode of the podcast that's nearly the same as all the others. And now, back to the show. upright while filming. But we have to guess how he achieved a lot of these transformations because like a magician, he was secretive about his techniques, never told anyone how he did this stuff, took those secrets with him to his grave. But his legacy lived on. Phantom started a horror craze in the 30s, paving the way for a bunch of new monsters. And with those monsters, makeup artists. Jack Pierce did the makeup for such famous and well-known monsters 
Like a Wolfman, The Mummy, Bride of Frankenstein, Lady Gaga, and David Hasselhoff. <laughs> he worked day and night. He actually perfected his creatures by visiting places like morgues where he'd be able to get close and study dead bodies. Boris Karloff played one of my favorites, Frankenstein's monster, which was a hefty combination of rubber, plaster, mortician's wax, grease paint, and two Hershey kisses. This took four hours to apply, to adhere all the layers of cloth, mud, and bandages to Karloff's entire body for the mummy's 10 minutes of screen time took eight hours. Universal had awesome monsters, but not every one of them worked out as well. The big brain Metaluna Mutant was awesome though. Come here, Earth Woman. No, wait, I wanna pinch that butt. 1968 came along. John Chambers changed the industry, used foam latex in the original Planet of the Apes. To this day... <laughs> what were you doing, peeking? Is that your conscience trying to tell the truth? <laughs> oh, you're, you're hearing that voice too? I've heard it the whole show. Really? What do you do when you I thought it was peeking? just in my head. No, no, no. He's trying to have someone witness. People witnessed you. Pe Why would you do that? I didn't do what? What? Man. What? I can't believe you set off the alarm when you I didn't. Oh, man. No. I really, at this point, I want to act like I fell and then be like, ow, my knee. Look at it. And when you're close, I just want to... <laughs> dumb face. Why are you so violent? I just, oh. You're so violent. I can't help it. It's just. I mean, you need help. No, I do. And you do. I've asked. <laughs> I can't believe you. I'm so. Uh, I don't even know who you are. It's me, Mark James. I don't know. <laughs> Two first names. I know. It doesn't even seem real. Your name seems like it could work for a girl or a boy, Alex. <laughs> Was this some dare you. theme park script name that interchangeable? <laughs> what is going on? Really? What are you doing? I, I, I can't believe I shaved two days ago for this. <laughs> I, know, I'm, I was really impressed though that oh. you got it for three days. Look at me, I crossed my arm so my Apple Watch shows. <laughs> <laughs> you got an Apple Watch too? It's a look-alike. <laughs> oh, you got a watch. Apple Watch? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's really embarrassing. It's okay, it's artificial. But what's going on with this curtain situation? What? What's going on with this curtain situation? I don't know what's going on. Well, you opened it and I want to know. I didn't open it. We'll apologize and then we can move on. I won't apologize because well, I didn't do it. Who did it then? <laughs> there was an incident. I'm not talking about your birth. I'm talking about <laughs> your birth. Like, why, why did you pee? I didn't pee. I'm giving you a hard time, but I just feel shocked. No, there was, there was somebody threw a rock at your curtain. You're blaming someone from the audience? Yes. Who? Uh -oh. oh, what are you, Terminator? <laughs> what, am I the Terminator? You just have that glare. For another few weeks. Yeah. Oh. Oh, too soon? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right, let's see. I'm sorry, what was the question? Gosh, this is like a great movie ride of emotion right now. I'm yes. just trying to ask you what's going on. You said someone did something? Yeah, somebody threw a rock at your curtain. Okay. <laughs> Who? Back to that. What, the second row? What? Yeah, kid in the second row right there. What do you mean over there? That kid had a rock and he, he stood up and I said no. And then he threw the rock and he looked at me and he went. <laughs> what does that mean? He didn't, he didn't put on deodorant today. <laughs> Man. Dude, did you really throw a rock? 
Oh, a kid says he didn't do it. Sad when kids lie. (laughs) Well, what's your name? Riley? Oh, that's cool. Where are you from? England. That's cool. I had Cheerios this morning. (laughs) They call them goodbyes in England. England, how I was there like a while ago. How old are you? Eight? For real? Oh. What's wrong? What's wrong? Sorry, I just Why go back there and smell. Okay. I was in England. Yeah. Eight years and nine months ago. <laughs> <laughs> That's my beautiful baby boy. <laughs> what should I do? Well. First of all, the resemblance is uncanny. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. You should go talk to him. <laughs> it's good to see you again. <laughs> oh, ow! Get over there. Why? I'm sorry. Just go back to what you're talking about. I'm trying to remember. <laughs> well, the Planet of the Apes video ended. Well, the video ended. Yeah, you were talking about Planet of the Apes and and Playtex. For real? Yes, Playtex. You said Playtex that covers different (laughs) monsters. I was talking about Playtex and the different ways to bring a creature to life. Actually, can we pop that video forward from the order we were going to do it in? We'll talk about how we used it in the Mummy film. It was out in theaters a couple weeks ago, and it's already ready for rental. (laughs) <laughs> That's Sophia Vitella. When we're designing all this stuff, we draw it out, then we get sculpting phase. This is used as reference for when we actually apply the latex pieces to her face. I'm a father. Ooh, right here you can see the runic symbols that were glued to her by hand. This process alone in this shot, just from what you see there, took four hours to complete. Craziness. Then we made these large silicone pieces, like big uh, temporary tattoos, basically. Ink-infused glue embedded into them so that the artist could more easily apply them to her body. Work it, girl. (laughs) This is how fast the makeup artist had to work every day to get the job done. (laughs) Now, that's before getting Miss Butella into her costume. Now, Miss Butella, as our mummy and her stunt double, Lucy Cork, had to go through the process dozens of times during filming. But in the end, I'm sure they felt that it was well worth it. It's neat to see makeup artists of today living up to the standard already created by those from the past. Like Tom Savini, who made our knife at the top of the show. Uh, Rick Baker, who I'm actually glad we mentioned him. I'm sorry it took this long. Yeah, he's a master in Hollywood. Do you know how many Academy Awards he's won? Seven. Indeed, more than any other makeup artist. Uh, Yeah, in fact, he didn't win one for this, but he did the Thriller video with Michael Jackson, all that cool makeup. He even won for this movie, his very first award win. It is American Werewolf in London. Won Rick Baker the first Academy Award ever given for special makeup effects. Actor David Naughton transforms in front of our very eyes into an American werewolf in London. No computer effects, no camera tricks. Pretty crazy. All right, explain that then. Because at the beginning, you can clearly see there's an actor, but right there, yeah. his head is growing. How do you do that with just makeup? Walk this way, but romantically. <laughs> <laughs> Come 
right this way, sugar. Rick Baker actually pioneered the art of mechanical creature effects. He created the Changeo head. Nine of these were used in the movie. It's a fiberglass skull instead of the actor's face because it was able to move in and out, pushing that makeup from underneath, driven by pneumatics. Air pressure. Air pressure makes yeah. it move, which gives life to the latex masks. We stretch over the skulls. Like I said, from the movie, nine of them total. It's so cool to have these here. We fixed them up through the years. But it's airbrushed skin, porcelain dentures, even real human hair. Really? Where do you get that from? <laughs> Let's change the subject. Okay. Um, now, uh, this kind of thing, uh, practical makeup, is it still used in Hollywood? Yeah, in fact, nowadays, we're getting better at blending this kind of thing with CGI. Computer-generated image? Indeed, smart friend. I have one more clip, if that's cool. Okay. Thank you. Sometimes mechanical effects or traditional makeup won't give us what we need, so we will use computers to bring our babies to life, whether it's for time or budgetary reason. Now, you can see here a series of animatics. Those are placeholders or previews of what a finished creature's look or positioning will be like when we start filming. We show those animatics to our actors before filming begins, and they imitate it on set. In this case, with a special digital capture body suit Sophia was wearing so that the artist could more accurately capture, morph, shift, and change facial structure and body movements all in real time. Here's proof that proactive acne solution works. <laughs> now whether you're the traditional makeup artist or the digital effects team, you have to be on the same page when it comes to the look of the film. Initial design has to match so it looks seamless. Makes it a great story, directing, acting, and crew like any movie needs. Mummy comes to life in a cool new way. Booyah! Mark James, everybody! Thank you! Thank you, that was fun. Thank you. No, 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 I'm done. Ooh. Oh, the old applause before the ending trip. Mm -hmm. I like it. Oh, actually, could you help me, sir? What's it do? Please put on this high voltage vest. Nope. Come on, put on this low voltage vest. You just changed it. No, I'm gonna do Come it. Come on, I'm I don't put on this you. express pad. Come on, on. on. skip the line. Who are we supposed to be? Somebody else. Millie! Let's hear for Millie, everybody! Yay! <laughs> Come on, Millie. She's so happy. Millie, for coming on stage again, we're going to give you and your family a free three-day cruise. Ooh. Brochure. <laughs> to West Palm Beach. Hi. Hi. I missed you. Help Millie with the glove, sir, right here, and then grab the camera. I put Velcro on it, since I know how you are with shoelaces. Millie's wearing an ergonomic Gonyo Kineta telemetric input device. It's a high-tech puppet controller. Her movements will be electronically transmitted into the creature I've created for the kids' show. Let me introduce you to the big man on campus. Actually, I brought my own drum roll for drama. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm proud to present to you seven months of work. This is... Eddie! Eddie! <laughs> he looks good under the lights. That's for a kid show? What's wrong? Oh, yeah, I should say. He's for the very last episode of Dora the Explorer. <laughs> it's live action. Dora learns how to run muy rapido. <laughs> and she learns how to say, please stand clear of the doors in Spanish. It's cool. Here's the thing. <laughs> This power suit's gonna basically control the creature. When you move, he'll move. But when I turn on that power, you're gonna feel, um, I don't wanna scare you. It's like you're trying to say what's up to someone from a distance but can't stop, if that makes sense. It's like, <laughs> remember this. When you wake up, 
your bangs will be even longer and more beautiful. Let's get a photo together. Okay. Selfie. Yeah, yeah. Duck face. Quack. That's the insurance company. Oh, yes. Could you make an extra copy of that? Send it to my mom. Tell her I found someone. <laughs> Let's turn on the power. Ooh, zappy. Ooh. What's that? What's what? The lights. What lights? They were just flickering. Okay, listen, I'm going to say this off microphone to maintain professionalism. Don't you ever question me! <laughs> Sorry, guys, backstage talk. <laughs> Check it out. Test is on. Engage. Yeah, baby. The same technology goes back to the 90s. Jurassic Park used it. Even now, we use it to keep Ozzy Osbourne alive. <laughs> He's sweet, too. Hi, kids. I'm Eddie. I live under your bed. <laughs> you hit me for it. You wouldn't fit. I wouldn't even say it. Okay? But check your closet. Live in fear, children. <laughs> what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? I'm a guest. I'm a guest. You can't slap me. I can too. I'm going to guest services. What's your name? <laughs> Here's where the gyroscope comes into the play. This is where, like, a compass in your phone. If you want to take like a little, oh yeah, yeah. Is that for real? No, that's okay. I think it's cool that you're comfortable around me. <laughs> Smells like adventure. Oh, <laughs> you did great. Best is off, as is the power. What do you think about the telemetry suit? Thank you, Millie. Thank you so much, Millie. Thank you, Alex, and thank you, me, for my talent. Oh, Millie, before you go, here's a photo of you and a man that you need to uh, contact the authorities about. So there you go. Let's hear from Millie, everybody. Thank you. And look at look that at was the fun. Thank you, guys. guys. Children, kids, I mean, do you know how I feel? I mean, I'm a father. Simpsons. It's the first time I've been on it since my last return here, seven years ago. 
It's your first trip on it in about six weeks. Yeah. Probably less than that. I, I, I like the Simpsons ride. I like the humour of it and everything. However, I now know what you mean about how rough it makes you feel afterwards. I actually had a really good ride then. There was a few little bumps. But... I think, it's, I think there's so much, so many twisting and turns. I know, obviously, you're not doing that, but the screen and everything like that, I think it just makes you feel like you're doing a lot more than you are. And I found it a lot more full on than I remember it being last time. And I remember it two or three times when it first opened. But, yeah, that I, I felt... But, uh, but at the same time, I will say this, I would go on it again. Even though I'm, I feel a bit... Yeah. I would definitely go on it again. I'd always go on it. Yeah. And like I say, I'm normally green when I come off it, and I'm not today. Yeah. So, figure that out. Good ride. Uh, ten minute wait waiting. as well. Yeah, yeah. Walk straight on, basically. In fact, ten minutes waiting was just to get through the rooms. Yeah. Wasn't it? Really? Which is an entertainment in itself, isn't it? Yeah. So, Men in Black now? Men in Black, yeah. Where'd you get the same one? Lee Mallaby loves um, Men in Black. He does love Men in Black. Black latex. <laughs> Gink costumes. Yeah. So, there you go, Lee. But he also loves black men. Yeah, he does. And, and people of all races and creeds and colours. So he's not, he's not. I hope that's right. Yeah, it's like, I think he's fussy. It's like the, um, what's that song from the 70s about the, the melting pot or Ebony something? and Ivory? No, that's the 80s. Uh, I wasn't born then, so I don't know. Not bad. <laughs> right, men in black. Oh, so they will come here to play. They will give you some fun. 
house. Should the fish in the pot? They should not fly kites in a house. They should not. So that's your lot for this episode. Um, join us for the next episode, which will have our trip around Universal's Islands of Adventure and some of the attractions that we did there. Um, 
and we end that show with uh, a chat with me and Craig in the bar of um, Bubba Gump's having some drink and looking back at our short trip so um, thank you for listening to this episode if you haven't already uh, discovered it if you go on to our sister podcast everybody's got one um, you can find the full audio from the Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure uh, show the the farewell tour um, after 26 years it's the last ever run of shows so the whole audio is there so that's everybody's got one on iTunes, Android or your podcast app of choice and download episode 7 um, thank you for, for joining us and uh, we'll see you on the next episode cheers we hope you've enjoyed this podcast if you would like to support Dis After Dark and the other After Dark Network podcasts please visit our website at www.patreon.com forward slash Dis After Dark that's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com forward slash Dis After Dark thank you Dark Podcast Network.